All right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of MMA Trip. This is the third one running right now. This week, we're going to talk about Mateus Gamrot, UFC Fight Night versus Armin Sarukian. They were the main event on a really good card. It was The overall card ended with six finishes and six decisions so out of 12 fights going half finishes not that bad but we're also going to talk about ufc 276 which goes down next week well this week technically on saturday goes down this saturday we have some really interesting fights on that card literally that card is stacked from top to bottom so the whole way through it's going to be absolute bangers the very end of the show is going to be concluded with my best bets for UFC 276 where I think you guys can get some money and what props to look out for when they do come out. Usually props won't come out until like say like Wednesday or something like that like a little bit later on in the week. So first off first things first we'll start with Mateos Gamera versus Armin Sarukian. This is a five round decision fight. This was an absolute banger the whole way through. If you haven't watched it I definitely recommend going back to check it out. The reason why I say check it out is because it's such a high level match the whole way through. Their intensity, their desire to win, it's all there and the skills that they had to back it up too. Literally they weren't complacent in any situation. They were constantly trying to get out of the the, the, the thing that was the other person was throwing at them. Because So the reason why I say that would be because Mateos Gamera and Amran Suikian, they're high level grapplers. And so a lot of the exchanges they had were high level grappling exchanges. Armin was landing some really good leg kicks, but I honestly was kind of surprised they made this as a main event since they're ranked so low in their division. Well, they're 11 and 12 right next to each other. You usually don't see main events happen with matches like this, but I think these guys can make top five easily. Like their level is just so... It's, it's been above a lot of the people they've gone against so far, and they've been absolutely smashing through everyone. So to have a match like this, it almost reminded me of Armin when he went against Islam Makachev. Like really high level, Armin was doing so good, but he just didn't edge it out at the end in the decision win. But this fight kind of had me a little bit confused because in the, in the end of the day, I still thought Armin won 3-2. to two, But one of the judges even had Mateos winning 4-1 to one and just... I mean, Mateos ended up pulling up the decision victory, which I'm not mad at, right? Like, this guy is so... He's 21-1, and one, literally. And the the fight that he did lose, he lost to Guram. Even Guram thought that Mateos won. So you know this guy is going to be an issue going forward into the division. I honestly am very interested to see what he does. I doubt they'll give him that Justin Gaethje match just because how high it is. But I mean, he's a high-level wrestler. If he was to go against Gaethje, you already know what his game plan is going to be try to get him down use your jujitsu on him but who knows we don't even know what's next for gates or anything like that but overall this main event was really good Mateos, one of the big winners of this weekend other than that i'm not going to talk about the whole card i'm talking about i'm going to talk about the three biggest winners the three biggest winners in my eyes the first one i'm going to have to go with shavkat rachmanov shavkat you said you want a hamza i'll raise you a shavkat straight up Shavka is a big problem in the UFC so far. He's going to be coming. This is his third victory in the UFC, all via finish. Every other fight that he has has been ended by a finish. I don't think he's ever gone to a decision just yet. In his second fight, it says he has a win. It doesn't say how he won or anything like that. But smoke break. Hold on. Little arm. Here you go. If you don't smoke feel free to not but if you do spark that doobie dude but shop man this guy's a fucking problem 
not just with his jujitsu, but he's also a heavy level or high level striker. He got a spinning hook kick in his win prior to this. And Neil Magny has gone against some of the best guys at 170 so far. So Shavkat, the way he kind of dominated him the whole first round and then the second round to get him down and literally with two seconds left in the fight, got that tap from Neil Magny. And you know it had to be really tight, dire to the point where Magny thought he was going to go out for him to even want to tap with that much time left because he could have just kept going, you know, kept pushing through. But Shavkat, man, at 170, I want to see him break into those top 15 ranks and start fighting guys that have big names. Because I think he can beat almost anyone. Honestly, I'm going to put my money on him someday being a future champion just because of how much he's impressed me lately. And I don't know. I just something about his style. Like, these foreign guys. He's just, I don't know. He's cool. I love his hat. I love the things he wears all the time. The way he talks to in his pro fight press conferences and everything like that. It's really interesting to see. My second big winner of this card, I think I'm going to have to go with Carlos Olberg. Carlos Olberg got that first round knockout against Tafan and Chukwi. Hook in one minute and 15 seconds into that third round. Or sorry, that first round. The reason why I say he's one of the biggest winners of this card is because, of course, he's a part of CKB, the City Kickboxing Boys. They have four fighters that are going to fight in this two, these two weekends, right? So... Carlos Olberg was the one that was going to kick it off. He's the only one that was left out of UFC 276 and was put onto this card. I'm okay for now. He's put onto UFC 276. Um, the other three were put on the UFC 276, and he was the only one put on this card right here. But Carlos Olberg is a kickboxing champion, really good high-level striker. Has had his issues in the UFC. His debut didn't pound out so well, but he did come back and got a decision victory. And now he ends up getting that first round knockout against Stefan. And I think that this was the perfect way for the CKB boys to lead into next week. Three really big fights in Brad Riddell, Volkanovski, and Adesanya all fighting. These guys are all staying at the same hotel just to get that work in with each other, to be around, you know, have that kind of that energy, you know, the energy you're going to get from being around people that have the same goal as you. He gets the first round knockout. They leave the event early, right? In the sidelines, you see the crowd, there's Adesanya, there's Rodell, there's Volkanovski cheering him, cheering him strong, right? As soon as they finish, I heard that they left the fight card early. They went actually to go train to get some rounds in to make sure they're all prepared. And like they just felt inspired by Carlos's performance that they went to go train even more, which I, I just give people credit for that just because I know they're high level people. They're professionals, you know, but for them to be willing to just be like, all right, let's just get out of here, dude. Let's not even watch the rest of these fights. Let's just go get that work in ourselves. That's how you know they're about that game. And I don't know. Next week is going to be a really good time for those boys, although... Brad Riddell is going to go against my boy Jalen Turner. I will get to that a little bit later when we get through UFC 276. The little breakdown for all that card. But my last big winner of this card. Of course, I feel like I'm going to have to go with my boy Mario Batista. Mario Batista got that first round finish 2 minutes 27 seconds in by rear naked choke against Brian Kelleher. Brian Boom Kelleher has been around the game for quite some time. He gives everyone a tough fight, but in this fight, he really couldn't find his footing from the first second. Mario took him down and from that point on he was just implementing his game until he worked his way to the finish and I was extremely impressed by him just his strength how he looked inside the cage I was just like man this guy for a grappling talent and even his hands they looked nice too although he has had his hiccups in the UFC so far he's still 10 and 2 
which is very good for a young fighter. I'm really excited to see what he does in the future, but let's get on to next week. UFC 276 goes down. Adesanya versus Cannoneer is going to be the main event. Alexander Volkanovsky, co-main event versus Max Holloway. There's some other really interesting fights on that card too. First things first, let's start right here at the bottom of the card. It's going to be Jessica Rose Clark against Julia Storlerenko. Not too many things to say about this, but I des definitely have been liking Jessica Rose Clark the more time I see her. She's been growing on me a lot. She reminds me of Harley Quinn because of the tattoos and her hair. Honestly, of course, her last uh, time out, she was she's had the hair literally like Harley Quinn, and she dressed her like her and everything. We got Tavares versus Drykus Duplessis. That should be a really good fight right there. Drykus is the South African guy. He's 16-2-0. I think he has only two fights in the UFC, getting finishes in both of those fights. He meets Brad Tavares. Brad Tavares is a fucking tough challenge for anyone. Although he has losses against some of the best guys in the divisions, he does have a lot of wins too in the UFC. He's been around for quite some time. He has, I mean, come on, four, he's 96-0, but four of those losses came to really high-level people. He lost to Edmund Shabazian, Israel Adesanya, Yoel Romero, and Robert Whitaker. Those are all, like, come on, the champion, interim champion, all that shit. I'm still going to go with Drakus Duplessis. I still think he's going to be able to pull it out. I'm hoping he can get that finish and really make himself known in the UFC and get that move going forward. But who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if Barrett Tavares gave him the fight of his life. This is the highest level I think that Dracus has ever gone against. So he's really going to have to prove himself. Jessica I goes against Macy Barber. That should be a pretty close to contested fight. I'm not too sure who I would lean with on this one. If you guys have an option on that one, like who you think can win and who can make me some money. Because, you know, we are, we're better in this house. So let me know who I should tell and what I should go with. One eye. Sorry, one, eye. one fight that I definitely think about you guys should uh, check out. I'm going to put a little star on this one on my watch list at least because this guy, Andre Muniz, is really impressing me so far in his recent performances. And now going into this one, I think he can do essentially the same thing that he did in those last two. He fights Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall, high-level striker, been around for quite some time. He's been in the Ultimate Fighter. Andre Muniz is coming up. Andre Muniz, I know him because he said, I'm going to submit Jacare and at the time if you don't know who Jacare Souza is that was a match that Andre Muniz said yeah he confidently went into the rooms and was like yeah I'm gonna submit this guy like he I'm a better grappler than him I know this Andre or Jacare is like an ADCC fucking finalist I know I know he's won world multiple time multiple IJJF tournaments and just a he was highly regarded as one of the best jujitsu practitioners of all time and then he faces Andre Muniz. And Andre Muniz gets him down, gets an arm bar on him, snaps his his arm. Dude, you could hear it. If you go back and watch that right now, make, I promise you, it'll make you sick to your stomach. A prop to watch for sure is Andre Muniz getting that finish via submission. Uriah Hall is great. He has good takedown defense, but I don't know about his jiu-jitsu. If he can match up with someone that's from Brazil, high level, just really skilled with his jiu-jitsu gonna be a really tough time for him donald cerrone versus jim miller goes down to this weekend it's gonna be a veteran fight right there donald cerrone 36 16 and 0 jim miller 34 16 and 0 you already know these guys have a ton of experience i believe they're like close up there for the most ufc fights like tied together it's gonna be a slobber knock here although they're good they're all they're older in their ages right but still they're high level they're still close together to each other 
I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see this fight, dude. Anytime Donald Cerrone fights, I just like the guy. He, he's like grown in my heart a lot more, you know. And same thing with Jim Miller. But another one that's gonna be coming up on this card is gonna be Ian Gary versus Gabe Green. We are almost getting towards the end of it right now. Ian Gary coming up 9-0 right now so far. Gabe Green 11-3-0. He's had some really impressive victories so far. I'm still gonna have to lean with the boy uh, Ian Gary on this one. So then we'll move on to the featured prelim. The featured prelim is going to be Brad Riddell versus Jalen Turner. This is going to be one hell of a matchup right here. Brad Riddell, a Muay Thai specialist, a really high-level kickboxer, good with his striking. Also has been showing people that he has wrestling, has takedowns, not just defensively, but offensively. And he uses that well. He mixes it in very well together. On the other side, he faces Jalen Turner, a young up-and-comer that I still think has so much room to grow, so much room to get better. But even saying that, he's impressed me every single time he comes out more and more and more. He's not afraid to get into these exchanges in the pocket where, you know, someone's going to get clipped, someone's going to get rocked. He's in there like a dog, honestly. And he fights, he puts his heart out on there. The tarantula, I think I'm going to have to go with my boy Jalen Turner getting the win on this one. But this is going to be a really good fight. I think it has fight of the night written all over this one right here. Oh, also, too, I forgot to say this with the Donald Cerrone Jim Miller fight. That's why I got a little bit blanked out when I was talking about it. Donald Cerrone steps in last minute. Jim Miller was supposed to go against Bobby Green on this fight. But since Donald's opponent recently, Joe Lozon, pulled out of his fight maybe two weeks ago, they move him into this fight. They're going to fight at 170 for a catchweight fight. I mean, it's not catchweight technically, it's because it's at 170, but still, these guys are 155ers just weighing in at 170 for this one, just so they don't have to cut the extra 15 pounds, which is a fucking hassle, I'm sure, for them. So, we'll go on to the the opening fight for the main card, not the headliner. The opening fight for the main card is going to be Robbie Lawler versus Brian Barberina. This one just got moved up as Misha Tate and Lauren Murphy ended up having to get pulled out of this fight. I'm not too sure who pulled out, but they're rescheduling that fight for a little bit later on. Robbie Lawler, Barbie Barberina, another fight that should be an absolute slobber knocker. I think someone's going to get finished in this fight. I definitely don't see it going all three rounds. And if it does go three rounds, it's going to be one hell of a fight. I'm not too sure who I lean with on this one just yet. I'm still a little bit up in the fences on this one. But if you guys have anyone that you think I should go with, let me know. And let me know why you think that they should win too. After that, Pedro Munoz. He goes against Sean O'Malley at 135. I'm excited to see this fight. I do think Sean O'Malley is going to be able to pull this one out. He's 15-1-0 against Pedro, 19-7-0. Pedro has had some tough times with people that have really good movement and can stick in and out of the pocket. And I think Sean O'Malley is essentially that same kind of guy, that same kind of striker with a little bit more power. And he has the ability to get the finish, I think. But he's facing a veteran in Pedro Munoz, so you can't sleep on him. This is Sean O'Malley's one of his biggest tests to date other than Cheeto Vera who's proved himself to be one of the best contenders at 135 so far so to go into the fight against Pedro Munoz uh, this is going to be a slobber knocker right here but I would definitely look at Sean O'Malley either getting the finish or winning my decision on this one I wouldn't be surprised either way Sean Strickland fights Alex Pereira this is a, uh, honestly it's essentially a number one contenders fight the reason why I say this is because Sean Strick and Alex Pajeda, I guess they've both been told that they'll get a title shot against Israel Adesanya if they win. I fucking bit myself midway through that saying that. 
I heard this because, so Sean Strickland been on a run so far at 185. I mean, he definitely deserves it if he does get this win too. I think that's the reason why he took this fight is because they wanted Alex to fight a big name and they don't want to like hold off too long before they give him to Adesanya. If you don't know Alex, he's beat Adesanya two times before in kickboxing. One time, I believe it was by decision. The other one was by a pretty bad knockout. But Izzy was winning most of those fights too. But regardless, I mean, he has two wins over the champion right now. So they're trying to rocket him up to the top. He also has two impressive finishes in the UFC so far. So this matchup with Sean Strickland should be really interesting to see if he can stop the takedowns continuously. Because Sean Strickland himself said, if he does hit me really hard and I get rocked, I'm going to take his ass down. And I'm going to fucking try to lay and pray on him for 15 minutes. And he's not ashamed of that, which I understand. You're going to get a title shot soon. This is your biggest spot so far on the card and stage you know and everybody's looking at you to see if you can become that number one contender i'm really interested to see in this one i'm not too sure who i'm leaning with on this one either honestly you know what i'm gonna go with sean so yeah i'm gonna lean with sean on this one i think that sean's gonna be able to pull it out i think he's gonna find a way i don't know something about sean strickland just feel like he's scrappy but definitely would not be surprised if this goes either way if alex gets that crazy ass knockout on him just because striking is devastating every time i've seen him so far but i just don't know how he'll do someone that's continuing to pressure you and in your face the whole time not letting you be in kickboxing range that's what makes me lean towards sean on this one but we'll move on to the co-main event it's going to be alexander volkanovsky versus max holloway they're meeting in the trilogy fight two wins already for alex volkanovsky max holloway coming back even though i thought he won that second fight regardless the judges at the end of the day decided that Volkanovski was a winner in this one they both had really impressive like performances in between that time so Volkanovski has beat the Korean zombie in between then and Brian Ortega in one of the fight of the years and then also Max Holloway beat Calvin Cater and he beat Yari Rodriguez Yari Rodriguez fight one of the fights of the year the Calvin Cater fight one of the performances of the year essentially the same thing for Volkanovski but Volkanovski's had some extremely impressive performances and i think this one's gonna be a really tough fight honestly i want to lean with the boy max but volk is just such a damn problem now i just don't know how max is gonna figure him out a third time like sometimes i just feel like the person that won can just edge you out even more and more and more and like get a bigger gap but my heart is betting with volkanovsky but my brain is going with or sorry my heart is betting with holloway i apologize i messed that one up my heart is betting with holloway my brain is kind of going with volkanovsky thinking that he can edge this one out i really want to know who like who people have on this one just because this is such a good fight dude you can't tell me that there's been a lot of fights like this it, max holloway has said this sometimes throughout this week in his interviews when's the last time you've seen Two people in the top 10 pound for pound rankings going against each other the champion is at number one right now i think or number two or something like that and then we have max holloway who's number six right now in the pound for pound rankings it's extremely impressive these guys put it out all on the line every single time they fight i'm extremely interested to see what happens with this one won't be surprised if it does go to the, to a decision and if someone gets a finish I'd actually be extremely impressed. I'd be impressed on either side. Honestly, it'd be big for the timeline. Like, if Alex gets the finish, that means he gets to rid himself of this era right now that he has with, with Max Holloway. And if Max gets the finish, then that just means Max has finally got over that hump, that 2-0 hump, and got his win against Alexander Volkanovsky finally. 
Will they do the rematch after that? Who knows, but we'll see. Main event. Israel Adesanya, the style bender, the last style bender against Jared Cannonier. I'm going to have to go with my boy Israel Adesanya on this all day. I think he's going to be able to style on Jared Cannonier, but that doesn't mean that I don't think Jared Cannonier could be a problem. Can't clip him. And if he has a really good game plan, maybe who knows? Maybe he can get that win on Adesanya, but I'm always going to have to lean with my boy Adesanya. I've been a fan since his first fight in the UFC, watching him all the way through. How he's carried himself, how he's talked about everything, you know, and just how he looks at the game. I really like him, and I'm gonna have to go with my boy all day, Jared. Can or sorry, Israel Adesanya against Jared Cannonier. So that leads us into the best bet section of the show. Alright, so bet section of the show, right? So let's get into this. So I have two really good ones for you guys. This is what I'm going to go with, all right? So I got my boy Izzy with Sean O'Malley on a parlay. Minus 144. I think that's going to be a lock for me. Although I don't like the odds, I usually don't like to give out odds if it's not a plus number. Lately, I've been having some really bad times, dude, with these bets. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm choosing too much of the favorites or something. But my bets right now that I've been giving out on the Instagram page haven't been so good. So follow at your own risk okay but i've been hitting some other ones that have been pretty clean another one i'm gonna go with on this card is gonna be dreykus duplessis andre muniz and sean o'malley a three-team parlay it's gonna leave you at plus 243 i definitely think each of these guys can get the win at least get that victory inside of the their matches so plus 243 i'm definitely gonna tell that gonna put some money on that as well a prop to watch on this one is sean o'malley winning by tko for sure the next one you should definitely watch is Andre Muniz winning by submission. Israel Adesanya also. I wouldn't be surprised if my boy goes and wins by a TKO. Other than that, there's a couple fights on here I definitely do not think will go the distance. Like, for example, like I said, Uriah Hall, Andre Muniz. Don't think that one goes the distance. Robbie Lawler, Brian Barabrena. Would not be surprised if that does not go the distance. Brad Riddell, Jalen Turner. That one's going to be a slugfest, honestly. I just think, I, I'm telling you, Fight of the Night written all over it. Sean Strickland, Axe Pajeda. It depends what kind of fight we get. That one, I'm not too sure what I would bet on if it would go the distance or not. But other than that, those are my three top ones for sure. It's going to be Izzy by TKO, Sean O'Malley by TKO, and then Andre Muniz by submission. Those are my three props you should definitely watch this weekend. But other than that, it's a wrap here at the show. Thank you guys for following along. If you do like the episode, go give me a like. Fucking subscribe to this. Leave a comment down below. Let me know who you're going to follow. If you're placing any bets, let me know. I want to tell those shits too. But with that, thank you guys for listening. Appreciate you guys. We'll be back next week to recap UFC 276. Preview the next week's fights. Because I'm telling you guys, July is going to be the best month of the year for fights, hands down. So I'm definitely excited to talk about it. And we'll also, we're going to review our bets, see how we did on the show, all right? So these two bets that we did, hoping I gave you guys some, some money, you know what I mean? Hope, hopefully we win, dude. Let's do this shit. So yeah, with that, we out. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.